Allosaurus. That's enough. It's time Allosaurus. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Podosaurus here. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Mountain of the Hour, Lou. Hi. And it's just me. And that's it. That's it. That's all. That's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk shit about Timber? Because he's not going to listen to this, so he won't know I did it. Yeah, Timber. Timber so has work. Session. Work. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> I'm in a meeting. Technically, I'm supposed to be in a meeting, but I told them to heck off. <laughs> it's 8, 8 30 p.m. for me, so I have no meeting. This is my meeting for the day, technically. <laughs> I was supposed to, like, they, they have this thing where, oh, we're going to talk about travel for a post, post-pandemic era, and I'm like, that sounds like the most boring thing I ever want to hear, so I'm going to pass. <laughs> Send me the notes after it's over. Thank God, please, please. And then they were like, oh, we're going to do it mostly in Japanese. I'm like, I don't want to think in a in a seminar, so I'm going to just turn my brain off here. Mm-hmm. That was me every morning in, during the uh, the morning meeting at my school. One day a teacher yeah. called me out, and she's just like, do you even pay attention? I'm like, it goes so fast, and sometimes it's so, so long-winded, I don't know what to pay attention to. Because they'd go through it, <laughs> then I'd be like, hey, so what, what was that about? And they're like, aren't you paying attention? I'm like, you very much overestimate my abilities in Japanese. I'm sorry. When you read off a paper and it just like goes on forever and like since everyone's trying to get through things as soon as they can, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, you read through it so freaking fast that I can't. It is, can't. It is 8 a.m. I have been awake for a grand total of 25 minutes. Last thing I can process right now is uh, business Japanese. I can barely process conversational english right now <laughs> yeah no like we we have these we have these bi-weekly meetings about everything for our department and then there's this one person you know you know she's she's in charge of this part of the department so bless her for being a working person and stuff like that but she just gave birth like i want to say eight months ago and I hear whenever she makes her announcements, just the baby just going freaking crazy. Oh, and I'm God. just like, please, I can't pay attention to you if I hear a baby just screaming on the mm. top of its lungs, it, like right to the room next over. And I'm just like, you know what times these meetings are? I know you can't really control a, another living child for the most mm. part. But you can kind of time yourself around that, right? Yeah, maybe you could. Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard when it comes to having a baby, and if they're like that, if they're at home working from home, stuff like that, and also the primary caregiver, it's really hard to plan anything around that. Yeah, but I just like I can't really. Yeah, it's still it's I still a distraction. Yeah, I can't like understand any single word like the. Like the meeting before this uh, this week's meeting, I didn't understand anything she said because the baby was just going off, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Luckily, you're not in my department, so I don't really need to understand what you're saying. However, I need to hear this for all the other departments, just in case I have to work with you, which I do in the nearby future. <laughs> yeah. No. no, no. Well, so aside from that, just been dealing with that. <laughs> Have you, are you happy to be back at work, though? 
Yeah, no, I actually like my job. So like doing all these, so like because I don't actually have work work, I've been helping out the other departments. So right now I'm doing the contracting side, and that's been very interesting to see how people are very either very very official on how they do their contract signings or very very bare bones and just happy to be in relations with the company that i am working with (laughs) Mm -hmm. because literally it just says a paper that says yes i agree to everything and then some of these the the first contract that i was looking at is a 38 page contract and i'm just like man this is so freaking thorough and then the next company that I was looking over the contract with is literally four pages. I would be the four-page company for sure. <laughs> I would be yeah, the one be like, yeah, you're lucky you got four pages out of me. That's the most you're going to get. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this looks, this all looks good. Okay, yeah, same, same pickup times like last year? Good. So, but, no, I've uh, really enjoyed my time with working again. And I just, I just... I wish I was in an office. <laughs> as much as I like working from home and like getting up literally at what time I would start working, I still like going to the office because it's a different mood and how I handle things. And it's a little bit of a different conversation because otherwise I'm just surrounded by screens here on how I have my work schedule because I have two screens to the right of me. That's my work. I have two screens in front of me. That's what I'm recording off of, I have an iPad right next to me that shows the news because I need to kind of keep in touch with the Japanese news. And I have my iPhone. So that's like six screens just surrounding me in in a five-foot radius. Mm. I have four, I and one of them's a CRT. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, if we include everything else, there is the Pokemon stat machine that's within arm's reach as well. I'm, I'm not turning I want that well, machine but... so bad. Ken has two Pokemon Snap machines from Blockbuster, and I want one so bad. Well, I dismantled the one. <laughs> I dismantled one years ago, but yeah, I had to. But I, the one that I kept in, in its, its entirety was within arm's reach. I have no idea how to get that to where I am. And I've been trying to think of a way for a long time. Like, I'd have to fly there, check that, and be like, I need to hold this the whole time. <laughs> Like how this thing is heavy. <laughs> the thing is, the I mean, thing I'm... is heavy. Like it's legit heavy. Like I would need a crate to ship it, and it would have to be by ocean, and it mm. would have to be like sent through. Like, like I would have to send it to either like uh, Tofu or even Cabin K, because Cabin K is nearby an, an ocean. <laughs> yeah, for him to go and pick it up for shipping. Just imagine renting a U-Haul, driving down to, like, some some place to go and get a Pokemon Snap machine and then drive it back to the middle of fucking nowhere, Missouri, just so I can set up and be like, oh, that's cool, and then never plug it back in again. <laughs> just You plug it in, and you play it, and print out one sheet of paper, and you're like, alright, it works. Uh, well, I'd probably play it and be like, oh yeah, Pokemon Snap sucks. <laughs> Not even Pokemon Snap, so because you can put in the Pokemon Stadium game in there, and then you know how in the original Pokemon Stadium they had a a uh, a snapshot mode as well. Oh, did they? Your, yeah, they did. Where it wasn't so much um, like how Pokemon Snap was, where it's free from or mm. uh, free formed. It was them in the stadium, but it, 
any access of Pokemon that they have in their catalog and any move that you had personally. So like for example, if you had your Charizard and it had Flamethrower, you can teach you can have it do Flamethrower at you. Hmm. It's weird. I'll have to like I have the game. I haven't touched it forever. I might I should have to like boot it back up or something and take a look. I haven't touched them because like I have Pokemon Snap and Stadium One and it's just like, oh yeah, those are games. I need to get Stadium yeah, so- two still. Uh, I think I have Stadium 2. It's it's in there. I don't... I think it works with the machine for the stickers. I think it does. Well, technically any game can work inside the machine itself, but I don't know if it works with the stickers, with mm. the, the, the printer and stuff like that. I know definitely Snap and Steam 1 can, but I'm not too sure Steam 2 has that function. Yeah, I'd have to look at it. I just need that game at some point. Yeah, I remember I, like... Because I never had a the 64 outside beforehand, before I, I started playing 64 games. I play, I remember playing Banjo-Kazooie, standing up, trying to play it on the Pokemon Snap Machine. <laughs> and that was, a do, that was a deal. Man, up about me. How are you? I'm alright. I was very distractible today. I took the day off um, to get some things done. We've been planning, or I say I have been planning a charity event for my um, Twitch team retrosaurus for about a month or so now and we're like we're it's, and by the time this goes up it'll be like that fall so if this goes up monday it'll be the following saturday like on november 6th so like we're in like the last you know little bit for it i think i have most of the stuff done trying to get a schedule together trying to get a bunch of people to respond to pings and it's very hard to always get that to happen um because of scheduling and stuff like that and like most people in the team are like in their late 20s, early 30s, possibly married, have kids, stuff like that, or like, you know, just jobs, so it's, I, I get it. It's a very stressful time for me. Uh, so I, like, took today off to kind of, like, sort some of that, try and sort out some stuff off that was unrelated to it. One weird thing, so, like, I get emails all the time, especially now after it was announced that we are doing a charity stream, I'm getting even more people like, hey, uh, I'd, we should do a charity of stream with you, Are you interested in a charity? I'm like, no. Honey, no, not right now. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but, like, I get a ton of emails for that. One time, about a week ago, maybe it was about two weeks ago now, I got, like, a, a thing. It's like, hey, here's a retro-inspired pixel art beat-em-up game. Would you like a code for a review? I'm like, sure. Love Streets of Rage 2. Definitely like to try it out. Didn't hear from anything for a week. Responded back to the guy, and he's like, lol, I forgot. Literally, this guy is talking very casually to me. Using, like, the two upper carrots, like, to, to sign off on things as, like, a smiley face oh and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> like, what? So I get, finally get this code from the guy. It's for the Steam copy of the game. And he's like, okay, embargo's coming up 25th. Okay. I'll try and get something out, you know, get it for that. 24th rolls around. Hey, sorry, like, last minute, embargo's been pushed until 15th. Okay, no problem. Happened to go look at it just because I was going to like boot it up and play around with it a little bit on on Steam Store. Game came out the 21st. Well. Came out the 21st. Embargo is the 25th. I'm like, okay, this is weird. So I messaged him like, hey, the game's already available for purchase by literally anyone on Steam. Why is the embargo moved? And also, why was it the 25th? Finally responds back, oh, well... The PS4 and Switch versions come out on the, uh, <laughs> all likely you know, on the 15th or whatever. 
so that's why the embargo is moved. I'm like, okay. You gave me a code for the Steam game, the Steam copy of it, and told me the embargo is moved. Can I can I make content based on the game that's literally available for anyone? Please be clear, because I am so confused right now of why I am waiting to do anything with this for a copy of the game that's not even out yet for a code that I was not given a copy of. So I'm like, you need to be more clear. Stop using fucking emoji to talk to me and talk to me like a person. <laughs> like, it was so it was so weird. It's such a weird thing. I'm like, I don't understand. So I've honestly just like, I, get, I, I lost interest because I'm like, you don't, you guys need to get your ducks in order over there. Like, I, is, you don't... <laughs> is this person younger than us? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I, um, I only, uh, kind of responded to it, because usually I don't, but the person's name was also Lewis, so I'm like, you know what? I'll take the code. <laughs> I really just, like, it responded because the name was Lewis, because my name is also Lewis. So I'm like, okay. Is, so, so, where does he rank in your rank of Lewis's? <laughs> Below me, for that for sure. But, yeah, it was, uh, I was super confused by the whole thing. That was just one of them. I'm still waiting to hear back from, like, several other people I contacted. Completely got ghosted by one of them. And I'm just so done this month with dealing with stuff. I'm just so, so done with dealing with stuff. Yeah, I I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, uh, so, like, we, we have this thing for for the Japanese music industry coming up in about two weeks and looks like it's only going to be me handling all the most of the the content off of that which is fine it's it's mm. something that I want to do anyway but it's just it's just really annoying <laughs> mm. it's just been like a rough month overall I'm going to say like usually around this time of year is where things kind of get rough for me it's a lot of like this is around the time, like, seasonal defective, or seasonal, seasonal affective disorder, um, defective, I know there's a little slip of the tongue there, I guess, uh, starts to hit pretty hard for everyone. I'm, I, I'm undiagnosed and everything, but, like, I, I know how I feel, but usually around this time of year, I start feeling pretty bad, and, uh, I'm, everything just seems to have been go- going wrong. Everything just seems to have gone wrong, like, I, I ordered a game for my Sega CD, it showed up early, I played it, it doesn't work very well. The person said it was n- excellent condition. Shows up. Discs are disgusting. Discs are disgusting. And, like, I looked at the case. The manual was, like, a little, little like, torn on the side. And I looked at it. Then I opened up another one my Sega CD once. I'm like, oh, it's because some, whoever had it before took out the postcard before and sent it in. I'm like, you know what? That's not a, not a big problem. Like, whatever. It's not that expensive. Um, but it said tested, complete, authentic. Very, like, you know, um, very good condition. Discs are disgusting. I clean them, covered in scratches. Play the game. FMVs for it because it's an FMV game. Don't load half the time. The game was also very frustrating, but it was even more frustrating that I didn't know what was happening around it. So I'd be like, uh, the cutscene wouldn't load, so I'd move on. And you have to do everything within a certain time limit and like perfectly, or else like you get soft locked. So I was just like, what the hell's going on? Nothing's working. So I got my money back on that. So that was fine. But, like, that was just another, like, a frustrating thing to happen. And I'm just, like, little things like that keep happening this month. And, like, between that, no one responding to me, no one getting back. I'm just, like, finally hitting my, my fall burnout. So that that's just where I've been. That's kind of another reason I need a day off today. Like, yesterday I was, like, playing games. I'm just, like, nothing's working. Nothing's clicking. I'm off. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I'm looking forward to Daylight Savings Time, which is the day after this, <laughs> the day after our uh, charity event, which will make mornings not hella dark when I wake up. Like, I woke up this morning, six like 6.20, look outside, it's pitch yeah. black. I need, I, uh, I need to talk to I need to talk to the other two about what the hell are we gonna do with daylight savings? Because currently, hmm. how we record the show is we do it first thing in the freaking morning for me at six a.m. Mm-hmm. on a Saturday. So if we push it, if we have daylight savings, that means I have to wake up at five. And if we have a bigger episode, that means I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to do an episode. Yeah, I'll have to figure out for this because will we have to push it back an hour? Yeah, it's fine. Like how how we have it right now, I I've been ha- I've been able to do it. <laughs> okay, because we'll be going back an hour in yeah. two weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's just that time of, time of year. It's just that time of year. It's all like that. I'm just it's just gonna be like this railroad directly into the holidays, and then just I'm just gonna be praying for like January to come, and then student loans are gonna start again. <laughs> It's just that time. I don't know. Like, I don't know. This past weekend was nice, though. Tom came in. My normal friend Tom, another another fellow streamer that I've known since I was in high school. Uh, he he uh, came by and we hung out and we got some stuff and I got some cool games. And then also your package arrived with Metroid Dread and Threads of Fate. So that was nice. Yeah. I thank you for you yeah. sending me those. Did Threads of Fate work? I I wasn't sure. I I haven't tra- I haven't tested it yet, but it showed up fine. The only thing that there was was like. The um the outer box for Metroid Dread was a little like dinged up from like travel, but I'm like that's always happens whenever I get stuff in the mail, so I'm like I don't care. The games are yeah. fine. The steel book's not bent. I was like it's literally just how shit shows up from GameStop. Yeah, so it's fine. Like it, that, everything seemed fine. I'll test th- Threads of Fate. I just didn't have a PS One plugged in yet. It's also yeah. lazy over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you said you got it, I was like mostly I was like. Please let Threads of Fate work because it, I, it I wasn't, never tested it. <laughs> it wasn't. It looks pretty nice disc wise, and like there was no like the case and stuff weren't cracked. I think the only thing were like the bottom. I think the reason why the things moved around was um, the bottom set of bubble wrap, like yeah, lost its air because <laughs> it probably went by plane, so it like <laughs> popped probably. So I think that's what it was because it was rattling around. I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, oh, I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's flat. <laughs> That's flat, but yeah, it's just that yeah. I'm I I even feel like incredibly boring. I don't even know how to be interesting anymore right now. It's just like it's that time. I'm just like in a mental funk. I'm gonna take Friday off as well because we're going out of town. Hopefully that will like help re-energize my batteries a bit. Yeah, I think just like having this this rush into the end of the year is just like fucking... oh, it sucks. Which we actually it's... have like we have like one question. One of the two questions we got today actually kind of touches upon, like, I have some feelings about it that will kind of lead, this leads into a little bit. We'll get to it later, yeah. but, like, yeah, it's it's kind of just, yeah. This line of work kind of sucks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you played anything recently? Uh, let's see here. I've been playing, oh, a game that just came out that I was like, you know what? I don't really like this series no more, but hell, I always buy it anyway because I need something for this time of the year anyway. Plus, you know, I get to 
look forward to next year's installment of my yearly playthrough of these games with my dear old mother. Mm. And I'm pretty sure she's not going to look forward to to uh, Little Hope because if there's anything she hates most of is witches. Oh, really? Chinese culture. Oh, okay. I was about to say, that's weird. But yeah, that makes sense then. Chinese culture, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> one, one, one thing is House of Ashes that came out this past week. And I played it in one go. I was very surprised on how that happened. I it is it shorter than the other ones, or does it just flow better? It flows really bad. Uh, it f- flows really well. Like so, the game is in three chapters, like it always has been. But the the way of how the story connects, and just the rate of time of how how fast you can go through it, it's it's so much better. It's so much better than than Madame Madon and Little Hope, which just feels like it drags on like, man of madon is the only one i played and it just felt like i'm like this game like look on paper it's like five hours long but i remember starting a second playthrough and i'm like oh man i'm done and like i was only like an hour into it yeah and same for little hope blue hope is about five to six hours long and same for house of ashes it's about f- five and a half hours if you do like a really good playthrough mm-hmm. and not have everyone die five and a half to six hours especially if you're looking at everything I like no. I watched Brogan play it and she had three characters survive at the end, which I don't know what the maximum amount is. But she uh, had three people at the five. end. Five. It's five. Five? Okay, so she didn't get the best ending, but she did get a decent one, I guess. So who who did she have die? <laughs> um the only characters I know that oh, are still who alive. Was, who who was alive, <laughs> I guess. Salim. Um okay. the dude that had a bromance with Salim and okay, name other characters. Um, so there's, I think his name's Nick. Uh, they had, well, let me look it up. Uh, Maybe it was Nick that was the last one. Is there, is one of them a woman? Yeah. She did not make it. The The, the colonel and the woman did not make it. Oh, okay, okay. So the husband and the wife didn't make it. So the, it was, it was the African American guy? <sighs> that died or was alive? alive let me take a look because i don't remember <laughs> like i was watching it but like i i, I came in pretty late to the stream uh. so let's see so okay now that this doesn't help because that's not one of the characters name is salim right yeah salim yeah okay um maybe that's I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, Salim survived. Maybe Jason? Josh. Josh, or Jason, Jason. There we go. I think it was, okay, let me look up. Eric King is uh, the colonel. Okay, he did not survive and the woman did not survive. So it was everyone else. Okay, I don't, yeah, so I don't get like a... wife survived, so... I'll be honest, I, I could not tell everyone's um, skin complexion or anything like that just because the game has a very harsh, like brown filter over it and i was only half paying attention so like i could not tell you who was who and what they looked like necessarily Mm. so So, yeah yeah oh go go ahead i say i'm happy that people end up liking this because i was ready to hate it just because i'm like not even for anything it did it's just i was still so pissed off at namco bandai for e3 wasting everyone's time with the behind the scenes for this that i was just really hoping it was bad so i could like feel vindicated on that being such an annoying press conference 
But yeah. I am happy it was good because I do like, like, I liked um, Until Dawn. Man of Madon, yeah. at the time it came out, I'm like, this is okay. I see what they're going for. But then after a little hope, I'm like, that was when I was like, oh, maybe I really didn't like Man of Madon. Because they were trying to chase it being exactly like Until Dawn again, but with like a fraction of the budget and star power. I mean, this one has Ashley yeah. Tisdale in it, which I mean, I guess is as high as anyone else in Until Dawn was. But like, yeah. it it felt like the first two were trying really hard to just be Man of Madonna again, and, or um, Until Dawn again, and that really wasn't helping. Whereas this one tried to yeah. be somewhere in between that and kind of like an it's action, yeah, or more more of like an action horror movie a little bit. Yeah, the QTEs seemed like there was more of them, but it seemed like they were more intuitive of like things that are important, like you'd actually have to aim at a like there was more. It felt like there was more game that that wasn't just yes, it's a QTE, but like you'd have one come up, it's like aiming a knife, aiming a gun, and where yeah. you shoot or where you stab could you know change the outcome a little bit instead of so, just press x press you know press b yeah so for for this game i think it really took what the criticisms from specifically madame don was mm. and really worked that into into house of ashes because game development wise by the time they already did madame don they were probably already almost done with um, uh, little hope. Little little hope. I remember them saying oh. that they were gonna like release these every six months, and they've just turned into like yearly projects. I feel like they very much overestimated what they were able to do, or yeah. maybe since they were actually starting to take criticism to heart, like you know, actually yeah. people's critiques. But maybe that's why they slowed them down. Because like I expected, like at least to them to be on uh, four or five by now. Yeah. Which I assume too, but I like this yearly October. I, th- I think it's better as it, it, yeah, it's better as like here's your Halloween. You're, you always know you're going to get a super massive dark anthology game for Halloween. I think that's nice. I feel like that's much better, and it won't burn people out, and it gives them enough time to implement any criticism of whatever was in the previous one. So like, it's smarter that they're doing it this way. Yeah, and like I'll always so, take like, that yeah. like. And since they're Any like little criticisms bu- that that happened with with at least Madame Madon, they fixed rightly so with House of Ashes, and mm. I felt like well, I never really cared about the characters in in Little Hope and Madame Madon. I really cared about the characters in House of Ashes a, a whole lot more. I will say, Brogan um, was seemed like really invested in certain characters. Like she really liked. Like the like, she really liked Salim, and she really liked uh, what was his name, Josh. They said uh, Jason. 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 She really liked both of them. She's like, I hated Jason when the game started. And now I really like him. Like, and now I'm rooting for. Oh him. yeah, because Jason seems like that that you know Second Amendment loving kind of hick. But yeah, his his actual character development. Once you get to the latter, to the second to uh, to the second part of that game, it's so good. It's so mm-hmm. good. So I will say we'll probably have a little bit of spoilers for it, obviously, at this point. Um, was it, i trying to, like, figure out, was it at the end where the, they were vampire monsters or something like that, they call them vampires, were they actually aliens? Yeah, yeah. So I think this is their rift on aliens. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. a lot of the inspirations, because it has the, the hive mind, uh, so Ashley, T- Ashley Tinsdale's character gets infected, kind of like how in Aliens. Mm-hmm. 
because she gets bitten and then the when you get bitten you get infected and then the 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 larvae comes within you and then you turn and then you turn into those monsters so okay but they're like vampires to a point because they cannot handle uv light Okay, because they kept calling that, and I'm like, were they actually vampires or just their name? So do they know where they came from, or do they just know that they're aliens? That's what I was confused by. Because I missed uh, so most of the game. When you get to the, the, the third part, which is the hive, mm-hmm. hive part, it really shows like, oh, yeah, they, they came from space. Because one of um, Ashley's character that she plays, she, she has a premonition of like oh they came from the stars and stuff like that it really shows like a ship crashing down to earth kind of thing Mm. and they had been there for like centuries or something years yeah yeah years or centuries yeah because apparently it's uh 22 or 2230 bc was the you know the the part one of this game (laughs) okay because i remember them running into an older like a soldier who had been there like forever but like his body was half torn apart and gone but like the other half was still alive yeah yeah yeah, yeah it looked it looked better i don't know if i'll pick it pick it up at all like i didn't pick up little hope i like the idea of them maybe if they do a yeah. full collected thing at the end i wouldn't mind grabbing that like i know you can buy like a steel book or something that has like room for all is it eight games or is it six it's eight games as okay yeah so I think maybe at the end, once they're all out, I wouldn't mind buying a collection of all of them, but, like, at the moment, nah. But I am happy that they're, like, improving. That's one of those developers when they went off on their own, but they still want to do something like that. There's really no one else doing that style of game. Uh, so it's kind of nice to see them still working towards it. I'm just yeah. happy they stopped chasing the uh, Until, Dra- Until Dawn uh, dragon on that one because it was never going to happen again. They like That was lightning in a bottle one time, and also they had the budget to get it. And they don't have yeah. that budget anymore. So the next game that's going to be called it's called Devil Devil in Me. The Devil. That in one me. looks kind of cool. And will, yeah, and uh, it will star Irish actress Jessie Blockman. Blockman. Mm. I think you'll like her. Is she a redhead. I saw the trailer. I'm just hoping it's not. It kind of looked like it was going to be kind of like Saw, and I really hope it's not. But. Yeah, I, I hope not to because I like I like the different types of genres of like horror that they do and mm-hmm. I really don't want them to do the the torture porn version of it. And like I if think any... that was done within also until dawn and I was like I'm kinda over that. Like I think if anyone could pull off like a choose your own adventure style uh saw game, they could. So I think if they did that it would yeah. probably still be decent. I just I would like it to be anything else. Have they done, like, well, I guess Until Dawn was, like, the, the slasher flick type of thing with, like, a Halloween-style thing or, you know, Friday the 13th. I'm wondering what else yeah. they could go after next. Because if they touch Alien a little bit, then it looks like they're looking more outside of just, uh, you know, typical horror. Yeah, because they did, they did Ghost Ship, they did Witches, they did Aliens now, because it's legit Aliens now, but... Maybe they're doing, like, Hannibal Lecter or something. It could be like that. <laughs> Anything else you played other than that, or just mainly that right lately? Just mainly that. That's the one thing of note. I mean, I've been 
I've been going back to my island. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting uh, for some more content to do that. Unfortunately, I'm just gonna. I've, it's been too late for me into October to not have any uh, candy, so I'm not gonna bother with Halloween. But like, I'll go back in November when the update comes out. And I jumped on a family plan with uh, Chris, so I can get the expansion for free. So that that looks like it could be decent. Are you excited for anything in like the new update? The garden. Garden will be cool. <laughs> I'm happy that they're like they have another area where we could build up like because they're not they're not upgrading the shop at all. The shop is just going to have more items available instead of being bigger. But then like Harvey's yeah. Island is turning into uh, what looks like kind of like a bazaar. So that yeah. will be kind of nice. Also, Radio Tyso. I'm looking forward to Radio Tyso so I can do it once and never again. Yeah, I I can't believe like how many people are just not too ig- are just oblivious to Radio Tyso. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like unless you're you've ever dealt with anything in like Japanese, you wouldn't necessarily know it. But like you think they would have picked up on it, especially a lot of people who are into anime. I'm like you don't know from all this slice of life anime you watch. They've never once done Radio Tyso. I call bullshit on that. Because yeah. they're probably episode one. But I'm, I'm excited for... I'm kind of excited for that. And also for the happy uh, home resort. Where you get to like go and do stuff. I don't know if I'll play much of that. But uh, it is cool that they yeah, are having same. that. Same. I wasn't really the happy home designer type of person. I might so. kill... T- if they make it so you can unlock items and that and bring them back into the main game, maybe I'll play it, but... Probably not. find it weird that that's included with the, um... Nintendo Online expansion. That was a weird thing. Like, you can buy it for 25 bucks, or it's included with Nintendo Online, and then you lose access to it if you run out of Nintendo Online. I'm like, this is weird that you would even tie this into that. I don't know. 25 also makes feels... Me think- you know, that makes me think that other expansion packs are going to I've, be tied. They probably will be. As long, I'm happy they have a flat-out purchase option, but, like, it just makes me wonder if eventually it will not be an option, and you're like, if you want this, you have to get Nintendo Online. Which, again, it's not that it's that... Ex- it's kind of expensive on its own now. Like, what is it, 50 bucks for a solo person now? If you want yeah. it? But here's the thing. You can just get a family plan for $80. It doesn't matter what region your stuff's from, because mine's Japanese and Chris being the parent one there is a US one. $80 for eight people. Spend $10 a year and then shut up about the Nintendo 64 emulation. Shut up about it. Just shut up. I'm tired of hearing about it. Well, Nintendo's making you pay... No, no, no one's making you do anything. If you're going to emulate on your PC, you're going to do it anyway. I want to play Banjo-Kazooie on the go. I would prefer to buy it, yeah. But you know else? I also don't want to buy Banjo-Kazooie for, like, the 10th time. So, if I have access to it on that, I can do that. Or, I can plug in my Nintendo 64, or my Xbox 360, or my Xbox One, and play it there. It's, like, I understand Nintendo's emulation of, like, N64 kind of blows, but at the same time, if you're comparing it to your PC, which is significantly better than the Nintendo Switch, yeah, it's gonna run better on there. My $4,000 PC 
can run the N64 emulation with very little issues. Why can't my $300 souped-up mobile phone console do the same? Name one other phone that can that can emulate the N64 well. Name one. None. Yeah, and you also most Legal, mobile... Legally. Legally. Most, <laughs> most mobile phones... Like, I was looking at the Galaxy... Um, Galaxy Z Fold 3 or whatever. Whatever, they have stupid names. That phone costs $1,800. I sure as hell hope it <laughs> runs stuff better than my Switch. <laughs> almost almost got that phone. I really wanted it, but it was way too expensive. So I got a diff- I ordered a different one instead. But I really wanted that I phone. I know how to... F- you know, you know, as much as like I would love to have a flip phone, I would be so conscientious about folding the damn thing. Oh, I would break yeah. it. I would break it the first yeah, I day because would... I would keep moving things. They have two. They have one of them. Galaxy, or Samsung has two of them. One of them's the f- the flip which is like a razor phone, which flips open. Yeah. The other one, that's like up and down from top to bottom. The other one is a side-to-side, where it has a screen on the outside, the back has a camera, then you open the middle, and it's like a tablet, like a square-shaped tablet. I really wanted yeah. that one, but it cost $1,800. Yeah. You know what I did? I ordered a Pixel 6, and that was $600 at the end of the day. Which I can oh, pay so you, off. You went with the Pixel Six. I'm, so I've I, been looking up at stuff about that. So I've been like, kind of like. So uh, I, I I just I, I ordered that. Phone too. I ordered that today. Um, my phone's like the battery's going out, and like I even called up and I was like looking. I'm like, how much is the fold? How much is the flip? And they're like, we well, can get the Galaxy S twenty one plus or whatever. I'm like, I really don't want another. If like if I'm gonna spend that much, I really want something different. And then I looked on the yeah. website because like on the app it doesn't tell me that I can upgrade to a Pixel, and they're like. Yeah, the Pixel's six hundred bucks, and it's really it's really good for the price. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> I'll t- I'll take that one. <laughs> Paid thirty six dollars, which included tax and shipping. Then the rest will be each month, and I'll hopefully get it the middle of the month. But I'm like, that was so much cheaper. Everything else was like upfront fees were like anywhere from eighty to two hundred dollars yeah, for that a phone. Yeah, right. that sounds about right. To me. I don't know how people get phones all the time. I don't know how people buy a brand new phone every year and like straight out pay I, for it. I, I can't, I can't, like, even if, like, as me, because I'm, I'm, I'm an Apple-loving person, mm. I can't, I can't fathom the thought of trading in the phone every freaking year. Yeah, even that gets when old. when I was doing that, I was doing that for the Model 3 years prior. Mm-hmm. So, if I had a 4S, and when the 6 came out, I bought the 5. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, I get it, too. Like, I get, that, like, you know, upgrading it, especially, like, mine, like... I probably could go a little bit longer on this one, and I will keep this phone around if something happens. Like, I don't toss my electronics, but spending that much all the time on a phone and upgrading every year is such a waste of technology and just resources. Like, yeah. do you do you actually need to go from, like, the iPhone 10 to 11 to 12 to 13? Or even, like, get yeah. one and then go up to, the like, you know, the better version of that, like the Pro or whatever? Like, it's such a waste. Because, like, I know they just resell them, but, like... A lot of those phones just like get thrown out, so like it's just it's just a waste. It's just a waste overall. Yeah, like the because I have the I have the 12 Pro, and my 10, my 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 iPhone X. I'm I kept that because that is unlocked, mm-hmm. and so if I go to Japan and I need a phone, you got one. I I got one. I can use that if I ever move to Japan and I need a phone. Yeah, I that's can why I, use that phone for the time being and then wait till 
the next one comes around, but I can still keep that and not really worry about it. That's why I kept my um my Galaxy S8 from Japan because like if I ever go back there, I have a phone. It works. It's not in bad shape. I just couldn't use it when I moved back. Like there's literally no reason for me to get this current phone I have other than they wouldn't let me use my old one. So I kept I yeah. saved it because it's in good shape. It's a good phone. It still works fine. Like even this one works fine. It's just the battery. And you can't take the battery out of these anymore. Like, I hate getting a new phone if I don't need to, because, like, it's expensive. Yeah. But, like, like that's why I also didn't get the Switch OLED model, because I'm like, I want it, but there's literally no reason for me to get it. Like, my Switch, I play a lot of the times docked, or if it's handheld, like, I'm, play- I'm paying, it's a Nintendo Switch. If I'm looking for visual fidelity, I'm not going to get it from a handheld gaming system. Like, yeah. it's just, I had the OLED Vita. It was nice, but, like, I don't care. I know you got the OLED switch, didn't you? No, no, I just so happened to see one. <laughs> oh, okay. I want one. I do want one, but like, I would rather like for the price of what it is, Mike. I could just get a Series S and get like new games. Yep, same. Like get something that I can't get on the Switch, which would be nice. Or even at that point, just save up for a PS5 or a Series X whenever those finally are available for people. Though I can't wait for something that comes out this week. Which one? For the Switch. It is uh, Mario Party Superstars. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot they came out. Seabass was asking me if I was getting it, and I'm like, no. No, I'm not buying a Mario Party game. But it is the one people want, and people are, uh, they were kind of, sounds like they're faithful to a fault for a lot of the mini games where all the um, the stick-spinning mini games are still in there. Oh, my God. Cause, yeah, because it has the Bowser Tug-of-War game, which is the infamous game mm-hmm. of... You know, having Nintendo have uh, blisters on your on your hand. It's funny that the um the things even say it's like do not spin with your palm to avoid damage to both your hand and the switch. I'm pretty sure people are gonna be stupid and do it anyway. Oh, they're gonna do it anyway. It's it's just like if you're nostalgic for that particular game, how you freaking win will do that, and because of the fact of a little thing called Joy-Con Drift is now available. I'm pretty sure that's going to wreck your Joy-Con even mm-hmm. more. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they should have done... I saw some people asking, like, they should have put in alternate controls. Like, why couldn't it be a button masher there instead? Because, like, why does it need to be spinning the stick as opposed to mashing buttons? They could have just made all, like, you know, mash all the face buttons or something. Literally anything. Or, I think doing an alternate would have helped. I think personally having an alternate, um, like A B A B A B, not just A A A, because that'll also just damage your your fucking thing. Yeah, and also like A B, you could like hold it in your hand, like both hands, and like like yeah. alternate it. It would be a lot better. But yeah, Nintendo's not one for accessibility, which is another reason. Like, yeah, I'm I was getting really annoyed. Like they they have no options in like the N sixty four thing as well in. I really hate those apps because all they do is pop up all the time. Like, did you know you could pause it? Yeah, I fucking know you can pause it. If you hit this, I'm like, I already know. I've already dismissed all of these things on the other two apps you have. Stop popping them up. I don't I don't care. I don't care, and there's no way to disable those. It's so annoying. Oh, one, one thing. Um, So the Nintendo Online N64 app, you can switch between the PAL and US versions of games. Oh boy, I did not realize how bad people had it with Super Mario 64. So, <laughs> how, how so? Uh, 
U.S. version and Japanese version run at 60 hertz. European version runs at 50. So, it feels like slightly slow motion. Oh, so it's like running at 0.8 speed compared to 1? Yes. Yeah, I know, I played, um... I played a little bit of Streets of Rage 2 on the online app, and that was actually fine. I want to try it, like, online and actually see how it works with people. I'm curious about how bad the lag might be, but... I still want that six-button controller, but I'm not spending money for a Japanese thing to get here somehow. Let's see, what else is up? Have you heard of the infamous Shin Megami Tensei Five Polygon preview? No, I have not. I, I, I tried to avoid Polygon. That's for the best. Hold on, I lost my... I actually had a tab up with it. Now it's gone. Let me go find it. So Polygon, known for their um, their good game-playing ability, in addition to their um, very good writing staff, uh, did a preview <laughs> of Shin Megami Tensei V. And normally I don't like to mock people for what they like unless it comes to Atlas games. And I feel I feel like this one's worth pointing out because it's painful. It's very painful. Let me find it. I lost... I like had it up and I clicked out of it. I don't know why. <laughs> it looks like they like... it. Like It's very far hidden down. Like they've released a bunch of bullshit in the past day or something that like drowned it out. Where'd it go? Because maybe they knew. <laughs> I wonder if they took it down because everyone's been making fun of them. Seriously, where is it? It was, it was like right here. I swear it was right here. Oh, there it is. I just don't know. I was looking for the pers- uh, Persona picture, but it was actually Shin Megami Tensei Five. Okay, well, <laughs> Pro- Polygon, who's known for their great review of what Doom and just in general of like not being, I don't know. They mostly, my my most vivid memories of reading Polygon was, like, I think my last year in Japan where they talked about Jake Paul every single day. Sometimes three yeah. stories, and it's like, this is not related to games. Like, well, he has a Charizard Pokemon card. I guess that's that's kind of gaming adjacent, but okay. I love that card. Um, but let's see. So, here, I'll just read some excerpts from it. Shin Megami Tensei Five is the latest entry in Atlas's JRPG series where you fight and recruit demons. The franchise is known for complex turn-based system where you're able to negotiate with your foes. Sorry, where you're able to negotiate with your foes. Just like in Atlas's other series, Persona. Uh, So it starts already. Oh my god. I've had my eye on Shin Megami Tensei series for a while now. Persona 5 Royal, which has a lot in common with SMT, I wonder why, became a staple in my early pandemic days. I also knew that the series inspired the cult indie of a generation, Undertale. Now, what about SMT specifically in like influenced Undertale? I guess the talking to you, like the there's no character rec- designs. No, I, I mean, like I, I, I get, that, I guess I talking. The... I guess the acting to get out of like you, hold the whole concept of act in order to get out of fighting things, maybe. But like Undertale was like very decidedly influenced by earthbound i guess i could see this conversation system yeah it's like it feels like more of like that's a weird thing to be like oh yeah like mm, i guess tangential like you know kind of tangentially it is uh oh yeah so when i saw both the remake nocturne and a new title i decided it was finally time to sink my teeth into the series 
I played a preview of my game on my Switch, which covered the first few hours of the game. While I spent the game fighting and training my monsters, I found myself missing some of the more social aspects of Atlas's other games. They have one series that does social stuff. They have one. It's not their other... Their other games is one series. Let me see. So... Let's see. Uh, hold so, on. When, when a new Dragon Quest game comes out, do people immediately compare it to Final Fantasy? No. Because it feels like what this guy is doing, this, uh, this reviewer is doing, it's two different things. At one point, it was similar to a point, but that bridge was burnt since four. <laughs> It's this entire review, I think minus one paragraph, constantly compares it to Persona 5 Royale, which I understand it's a very recent entry in an Atlas series. It's maybe a close comparison, but it's such a different series that it's just yeah. wanting it to be something else. Like, I, I, I get you people like what they like. You should like what you like, and I understand, but it always just feels like Persona 5 fans have never played another video game in their life. Like, the whole thing, this they, whole they preview to, is just, per, like, Persona 5 Royal. Separate. You need to separate two series, even though it's within the same company. That's like comparing, it's like comparing Final Fantasy to The World Ends With You. You can't do that. You can't be like, oh, I miss summons, like, uh, iconic summons like Shiva and Bahamut. Mm. That's like comparing that. It's, it's like, I, I, I get it to a point, but at the same time, it's just like, but it's not Persona 5. Like, if you take out all the parts where they can compare it to Persona 5, there's very little meat to this, this whole, uh, article. <sighs> Let's see. SMT5 spins like a tale that. of biblical proportions. Upon entering its world, the first thing I hear is a dark, ominous, ominous voice whose echoes give off a godlike omnipotence. The narrator weaves an Adam and Eve-like tale about a tree that's a source of knowledge. This is a far cry from the silly high school antics of the Phantom Thieves in Persona 5 Royale, where the player talks to oh the school God. principals and it's jocks to solve problems. It's not the same problems. fucking thing. It's not the same. It's not the same. I'm getting, like, triggered. <laughs> Like, they're, they're very different, like, games, so it's just super weird. Because of the focus on battles, the SMT5 preview felt like a stripped-down version of Persona 5. While I felt like it was more accessible to play, I did find myself missing certain Persona 5 Royale elements. When I played Persona 5 Royale, seriously, it's like, this is one of the like the most obnoxiously written, like, articles ever. Because it it's, like, constantly. Like, if they give this person the review, it's just going to be... Like, compared to, to like, 5. yeah, someone's thing, like, we get it, it's not Persona 5 Royale. Y'all need to play literally any other RPG that isn't goddamn Persona. Why don't we start critiquing the game on the parameters of how it compares to other SMT games instead? Like, I understand SMT is a bit more niche, but, like, they've been around. Like, a better comparison would be to go from this to SMT it's 4. It's been longer... It's been a longer series than Persona. Technically, Persona shot off an, is an offshoot of SM. It is, and like the thing is, like it'd be fine if they compared it to other ones, but it's only ever Persona Five. I understand it's the most recent one, but like 
It's only ever Persona 5. It's only ever Persona 5. Play something different. Oh my god. It's not... Like, if you're, I, gonna, comp- if you're gonna compare it to anything, the closest one I would think of would be 3. 3 or 4. Because at then, it still had the Shimegami Tensei Persona name in it. Mm. For God's sakes. Only since Golden and then P3 is when they drop that name. It still had Shin Megami Tensei Persona beforehand. Yeah, and like, and that, again, that was only in the U.S. Like, they never used SMT in like Japan for it, but they did it here to like get people to know what it was. But like, yeah, I just I don't know. As someone who really was really like very underwhelmed by Five, I just I also just don't get it. Like, I get it's the most recent title. I'm gonna be very, uh, I'm gonna just be, um, I'm just gonna be saying the same thing over and over here but it's just like oh like come on like it <laughs> imagine being one of the behemoth like rpg series and you're only ever like compared to your spinoff just because people like uh to make a teenage boy date adult women and be put in situations That's that should like be technically considered assault comparing chocobo's dungeon chocobo dungeon rpg to final fantasy yeah <laughs> They're very different. That's what it is. They might have similar mechanics, but they're different. Like, I don't see this. Like, I don't see people compare fi- other Final Fantasy to its spinoffs. I don't see them put... Oh, like, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven's great, but I don't know why I can't build with blocks. It's not It's not builders, that's why. Like, it's not builders, and people understand it. It's just, it's just only this one particular, really, entry in this one particular series that people just, like... Remember when they are comparing... The Neo, the world ends with you to Persona Five because it both took place in Tokyo. And Shibuya. Yeah, and they're like, and "Oh, look, uh, this is give me big Persona Five vibes." It's like, yeah, Persona Five got a lot of its vibes from Tweewee. Surprise. Yeah. Also, Shibuya is a place and a very common setting. <laughs> Tokyo is a common setting in Japanese games. Oh man, Akiba strips give me big Persona Five vibes. Pretty sure, uh, pretty sure you can go to Akihabara in Persona Five. So, wonder if that's where they got the that's, idea for a Kiba Strip. You know the the success of Persona Persona Five. It's a double edged sword. Curse. It, yeah, it's it's a double edged sword because I'm I'm happy that the series took off. I'm very happy. You know, mm-hmm. couldn't be more happy than for Atlas and that team because they worked freaking hard for for Five specifically. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's the end all be all for all games now. It's for like JRPGs, it's the JRPG equivalent it's, of it's like so Dark annoying. Souls. Like, oh, this is like the Persona Five. This no, it's not. It's like the, like it's literally just the Dark Souls comparison, but in a different genre. Like, there's very few other genres that have like this like one behemoth that is like compared to everything. They're like, you know, that this took ideas from other stuff, right? And like. Dark Souls wasn't the first one that had these ideas, right? Oh, well, you die and come back, mm. and you're like, no, that's called Rogue. You're referencing Rogue. <laughs> it's even like comparing things that are Metroidvanias to Metroid and Castlevania, which are both very two different series. I don't like Castlevania very much. I love Metroid. Like, I, th- nothing else really hits that. Like, they, they all do, like, it's just, they, they're all very different. And it's just really bad to compare them to, like, just one title constantly. Speaking of Metroid, 
uh, just because I need to get off this topic. About, do you have anything else to say before I move off? Because I'm just going to keep complaining about no, Persona this, 5. This, this proves my point that modern video game journalism is just like, oh my god. It's I just mean, it's really Polygon. Hard. I don't really expect it's, much it, out of them. Well, Kotaku's bad at this as Kotaku's well. Kotaku's really bad too, so, yeah. It, it's especially because it's specifically one writer, mm-hmm. too. And they've been. This is the same writer that's been targeting Dread for all these attacks. And I really hate it. <laughs> I don't know if I. Did I ever say anything I was playing? I don't remember. I'm so strung out at this point. No, I don't, I don't think you really have. <laughs> okay, well, you know, let me, I need to get far away from the Persona topic. I am. Um, in preparation of playing Dread next week, I went through Samus Returns on Fusion mode, which was really, really hard. If you don't know what fusion mode is, it's the hardest difficulty that's locked behind an amiibo because fuck you, Nintendo. I have the amiibos, but I hate the fact people had to buy them. Now, whenever people have them, like, do you want me to tap my amiibo so you can get unlock the difficulty, which should be available for everyone because it's on the cartridge? But I went through that because you also get the fusion suit for it. Um, everything seemingly can kill me. Like in the beginning, when you first have a, only have a few tanks, everything kills you in like one hit. Um, by the end of the game, um, you have like a lightning armor and everything kills you in about one to two hits <laughs> so it's constantly frustrating uh and actually the thought that the boss i thought would be the worst which was the extra boss at at the end was not it was actually the queen metroid who was such a pain in the ass because uh countering in that game is if you don't know how to counter in, in samus returns by the time that come by the time you get to the end of the game you're screwed. Imagine having to learn the mechanics of Metroid to get to figure out the end area. I only have a friend that didn't bother to do that with zero mission and just complained about it. Not not bitter about that at all. But <laughs> yeah, it was a fun. I'm trying to. I finished that, and since I have about, I'm gonna start on the first. Start on the first. I'm trying to get through Fusion on hard mode right now, and that's also a kick in the pants. I don't think I've ever played any of these games on hard, but holy shit. They're they're hard, like you get like your missile your health expansions are fifty instead of, um, a hundred. Your missile expansions are one instead of three, so you have to be really really uh. You have to really plan out how you're gonna do things, which is fun, but like uh, I think I died probably about two hundred times in Samus Returns. <laughs> also, my friend came to visit, and he talked. He was talking constantly, nonstop, without like taking a breath while I was get, f- having a frustrating boss fight. I was about ready to snap his neck. Like, shut up! <laughs> oh, is that game hard? Yes, it is. Shut up! <laughs> shut up, real quick. Oh man, that was. I reckon I'm gonna hopefully get through Fusion this weekend, and hopefully I won't be Metroided out by uh by Monday to start Dread. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that for a while. That's all I've been playing. That's all I've been playing outside of streams. Streams this month. I, I've been playing a lot of terrible games. I tried to avoid like Resident Evil and Silent Hill this month. And uh, I only played one of each. And uh, a lot of things that are not that are also garbage. I played Evil Dead, uh, Fistful of Boomstick. That game sucks. Played Run Like Hell. It was okay. What did you send me? Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, that's all I really had for games. And I know you're not a big Metroid person, so... That... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I want to still want to talk about Deltarune, but Timber hasn't been here for about he'll be about a month by the next time he's back. And Animal, Animal Cross, if he makes a, a another excuse not to come on, I am going to backhand him, slap him on what part of the hand he's from. I uh, <laughs> hopefully whenever Fangirl's back on, we can talk about Animal Crossing because she'd be the best person to talk to about it. Because like, hopefully, like once the the updates will be will be out next week. So I'm hopefully going to be able to, like, get some time with it before we record again. Mm. And, I don't know, was there anything else before we had any questions? Uh, I think we just... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Slow week this week, honestly. Yeah, there's really not a lot going on. Like, there's a lot of, like... I don't even really know if a lot of, like, horror game releases or a lot of game releases this month, like... I got a code for um, Fatal Frame 5, but, like, that's not out until, like, I won't have played it until end of the month, until, you know, the next time, so. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, let's move into questions, then. I mean, like, we have that, that that really random state of play that comes out tomorrow. Oh, I forgot about that. So, so again, too early. Too early. Too early. <laughs> too early, and by the time it goes up, too late. <laughs> Knowing us, yeah. <laughs> yep. Alright, well, let's go on to questions. We have only two questions this week. It's just a slow week. It's a slow month. Uh, first question is from Yang. Thoughts on the Pokemon remakes coming soon? Coming out soon based on the trailers and such? Uh, Haven't looked at any of the trailers, but I can't wait because I love I love Diamond and Pearl. Gen 4 was my jam. It looks like they're being absurdly safe with this remake. And I'm like kind of just not looking. Well, I mean, at... it's not it's not even Game Freak that's doing this. It's no, it's yeah. another it's another uh, developer, right? So yeah, it's outsourced, which like it's fine. Like I'm I'm mainly just waiting for I'm only gonna get it because girlfriend wants to play a game together and we get the the Pokemon games together and play them together. So like I typically, even though I'm very anti remake, remaster, re remake, um, re release constantly type of person. When it comes to these, yeah. it's like my one game to connect. Like we did that, and we did Animal Crossing, and that was that's our thing we play together because we don't have a lot of other overlap. Because she plays Catan, Fire Emblem, and Stardew Valley, and I don't like any of those. Catan. <laughs> oh no, she got Catan <laughs> on her phone. She's been playing it nonstop. If you want to talk to someone about Catan, she's just like, I'm. She she I think I think she has a little bit of uh, a power. <laughs> I don't know if it's because she's a doctor or not, but like she has a little bit of like. Uh, liking to be in control of situations, I'm like, I, I can see, I can tell, because <laughs> she like she's like that. You know they made those uh, 3D like versions of Catan. Like I think it came out like last month. Yeah, like they're. I've heard mixed things because like it looks really cool, but like putting the th- the things on top, like the tiles are like there's not any bounce to them, so you can't put like. I've heard they're weird, but they're like <laughs> they look nice, but uh, they're not that great to use to play. Yeah. But yeah, um, we'll get that. Uh, they just look absurdly safe. Like Diamond, or was it Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were fairly safe, but they did enter or um, X. They did introduce uh, more Mega Evolutions and Primal versions for the main characters, and also the Delta episode. This doesn't look like it has anything special to it. It literally yep, just it doesn't it doesn't look like like they they playing it really safe and like you just said i mean the might ruby and alpha sapphire is safe as well but the fact that it had that delta episode really shook its core because it did in fact 
come from the fact that there is parallel universes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they've dropped and then a... that the original the original Pokemon games that ended in black and white just got obliterated by that one asteroid. Mm-hmm. It made me like like after after Gen Seven, like once they started with the Switch stuff, it just feels like they stopped really caring and stopped trying because like. Let's Go was kind of... It was okay, but, like, it felt like a tech demo, and then... Uh, I, felt, so, I felt Let's Go felt like a half-step. Yeah, it, like... It had better some better stuff in than Sword and Shield, but, like, them going with the stuff that they had for it, it's just, like, it's a yet another remake of Gen 1, and it just... It feels better in some regards and worse in others, and, like, the Pokemon Go gameplay absolutely sucked. So like that was that was a weird one where it's like it was yeah it felt like a half step like one step forward one step back at the same time they're doing the splits and then diamond or um sword and shield just like even after expansions and updates it just doesn't feel like a full product. I didn't know what it wants to be to be completely honest. It's just kind of ugly as sin too, and I'm like, why does this look so bad? I'm not usually someone that's big on that, but, like, it looks worse than any other Pokemon game they've released, and also looks worse than Let's Go. So, yeah. Yeah. This one doesn't look bad, it's just... I don't know if I... If you don't like Chibi, then, you know, it's kind of like... And I don't mind the Chibi part, either. I don't... I don't mind that all. Everyone complained about it, but I'm like, you know what, I don't... It kind of works for that. Like, once they got... Went for more realistic proportions, it just kept getting worse, so, like, I don't mind. It's just... If I feel like if I didn't play this one, I only had played the DS games, as it stands, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Mm. Like, if for some reason we decided not to get them, I don't feel like I'm missing out. All the, like, the extra evolutions, forms and stuff like that are all coming with Pokemon Arceus. So, like, yeah, don't care so much. I don't know. It is what it is. Um... Then our second question, our last one, which is actually a question I when I read it earlier, I'd just been thinking about it. Uh, Rancor asked, do you enjoy content creation as a full-time job more or less than what was a hobby? Uh, it's a very loaded so, question. I'll ask you because you kind of do it a, a little bit part-time, a little bit full-time, depends on how you look at it. So I'll let you go first. So, it, it really depends. Like, for, for me... So, like, doing this, this part, the gaming part of what I do for for what I've been doing as right now, it's fine. Granted, I wish I could do more, and I want to do more, but certain things and other requirements get in that way of me wanting to do more, and I completely understand that. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're talking about my other side with the music stuff, it's it's hard. It's honestly hard because I can't listen to music for fun anymore because I have to think about, well, does this release stack up to their previous releases? Does this does this kind of go into tune of what this artist is usually u- known for? If it's something that they've always done, what is iterative about it? Or is it the same old thing? If mm. it's not iterating upon itself, sure, it's popular, but it, to me, it's not good. And, like, if I had to talk... I could I could talk about this with Idol the entire time, especially with super Idol groups like AKB, because just, like, how, 
how run-of-the-mill that particular genre has become now, especially if you compare it to now to like eight years ago, mm-hmm. like when when I stopped really getting into it. Like it's because of what I do for Ongaku to you, it's really difficult for me to look at that with a blind eye i can't do that anymore like i have i always think about it i always think about especially with the new hotness of other groups especially i have to start thinking well is this for the generation right now is this for me is i always have to think like that and it's quite tiring to be honest i can't enjoy music to just enjoy music Mm -hmm. anymore because in the back of my mind i'm always thinking about well this guy just recently signed with a major label artist or label record. Did his stuff change from when he wasn't signed to a major label? Oh, it did. Uh, that's kind of bad on my part. Or if they didn't, oh, that's really good. I can't believe that this artist was able to stick to their guns, so to speak, and release stuff that is his or hers and stuff like that. I always have to. Th- I always think like that. And I, if I wasn't doing what I was doing then I think I would be... Well, A, I wouldn't have found so many artists as I as I did, but B, I would be able to enjoy music a little bit more. Mm. And same for the game side, because now I always have to think about what I'm going to say for this show. The more something becomes... like The more like invested you become in something, the harder it is to just enjoy it, I feel like, which is a weird yeah. thing to say, because like, even just like the more and more I got into games... Not even, like, streaming. Just before that. The more and more games took became a, my primary hobby. Um, just thinking, buying, playing them, like... Being critical of them. You almost, like, the more you get into them, the less you play and the more you talk. Because, like, I... It's very, very impossible for me to enjoy almost anything new that comes out anymore. Because now I just see trends. See how games are just very much copying certain things like i play older games too and i can see where things were copied and i i definitely yeah. do think it's games just, have gotten it's better it's not iterative anymore as it was back in the day no yeah. i completely understand and that's and that's my whole thing with me and me and timber how we always have that argument i completely understand that and but like no i also understand that newer games are like that too and like since like generations and stuff aren't that different from before anymore and like consoles aren't that different from before like you do have like the Nintendo versus the other two like how things are going to look and play and what's going to be on them but like when like even like as far back as let's see recently as like let's just say the GameCube generation um GameCube yeah. games things were all starting to be very similar there or starting to go that way but like PS2 games had a distinct feel and look GameCube games had a distinct feel and look Xbox games also as well you had the Xbox, which was the one the one that gave you the best online play. GameCube gave you the best co-op in the house play, like you know co-op or couch co-op play. And then the PS2 had like the longer, more epic style games on there. But like now, everything gets the same stuff. So like, you just look at let's see how things run compared to other things before, which I guess is something that people looked at more on like the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. But even then, like music was different, the art style was different, like a lot of stuff was just different on them. And now they don't have that anymore, so, like, my interest just keeps waning, and, like, that's why I, I don't know, and the more I look into that stuff, the more I learn about it, because I like to learn about how games are made, like, how, like, what, who made them, how, what it was inspired by, stuff, it just makes me enjoy game, playing games less, and then taking that and now making my main hobby my job, uh, that has made 
I has made uh, things a lot different too. I will probably say I almost I don't even think like I enjoyed streaming more before I was full time or even more now because like before I was full time there would be no chance of me have getting partnered on Twitch. Now I'm Twitch partner uh, because I was able to put more time and effort and money into this. But I will say I do miss just being able to turn it off. Now I feel like I have to be a lot more present in other streams, other places. I feel like I have to constantly keep up with streamer Twitter stuff. Even if I don't post, just like know what's going on. Having to like keep tabs on everything kind of sucks. Um, I kind of miss just, you know, like I'm going to go to my main job, get my normal paycheck, then come home. And now I'm just like, oh man, am I going to hit, uh, you know, enough of a payout this month. I'm going to have a good payout. Oh, it's going to yeah, be a bad yeah. one. And like, I can tell you right now, I'm making nowhere near what I made as a teacher. I'm making probably barely more than I did as a pharmacy technician. If even that, I think I made far more as a pharmacy technician who was working 36 hours a week, as opposed to someone who streams anywhere from 25 to 40 hours a week on top of also doing this podcast. Um, I, I honestly consider watching other people's streams and interacting with them to be just an extension of job. Um, planning yeah. events, contacting people. I spend more time now for less money, just in general. And yeah, because you have to be always on and yeah. be, have an eye to everything, and especially with something that is newsworthy, like the 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 topics that we're doing, where mm-hmm. it could just shift in an instant. Mm-hmm. You have to be on that. I mean, we run into it here. Like, we'll look at news that's on here. Say we report today that. Um, Ubisoft uh, said that they absolutely loved the Eiffel Tower. And we're like, oh, that's really cool that they said it. But then the next day, they blew up the Eiffel Tower. But this podcast comes out the following Monday, and we're like, oh, man, it's really cool that they love the Eiffel Tower. It's already out of date. <laughs> it's already behind. Yeah. And, like, that's just how oh. things work. <laughs> Speaking of Ubisoft, have you heard what they've done with, with Far Cry? Is it the emails going out whether or not you play the game to like harass you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone posted it today. I was like, That's which... the most bullshit thing I ever heard. So this was a funny and thing. I just like the fact I just like the fact that they can kind of play in game, like saying like, Hey, I'm still in control or whatever the hell like that that character is playing as that you're not doing stuff. I kind of like that, but the fact that they're personally emailing you is kind of yep. a little bit across the line. One of my favorite, I mean, one of my favorite things whenever people like complain about, so people are like, "Oh, you can just unsubscribe." It's like, yeah, but like, I th- it shouldn't get to this point where I have to unsubscribe specifically from emails from my game harassing me for either not playing enough or playing it a lot. Because someone posted that they yeah. were yelled at because they had only played it for six hours, and the in-game villain yeah. was like, "Well, thanks for leaving." The town to me, because you know, it's, yeah, it's my lifeblood. And then someone's like, "Actually, okay. I got one for playing it too much." And this guy's like, "Thanks for giving me a breather to get some space back." We're like, "What the hell are you?" No one wants <laughs> like, this. It, it was like, "Ah, oh, I see you got six towers." No, no matter. I can always take it back. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what?" I, I, I don't like how connected games are now to all of your other stuff like i i hate it like i it's cool in theory but then once you realize it's so pervasive like it's annoying it's one thing to do it in game like Mm -hmm. if you have like the animal crossing thing like if you haven't played and your villager says oh i haven't seen you in 278 days or something that's that's yeah it's that's perfectly fine but to 
go out of game and have the company personally email you. If Tom Nook kinda, emailed mm. me to tell me that like I hadn't paid off my loan yet, that would suck. If I got a reminder from Nintendo saying, "Hey, you still owe four or forty thousand bells," oh, don't worry. I'm just reminding that you still owe that much. You can pay it back anytime. I will literally just break my phone in half. Imagine losing your Switch and forgetting your password, and you couldn't unsubscribe from those emails because you have to do it manually or something because Nintendo, and just getting those forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just like destroy that mail account. Mm-hmm. Got to move everything over. It's it's uh yeah. It's tainted now. Because, like, I already hate it now. I'll have an app. I'll have, like, an app, and it'll be like, you have an egg that's about to hatch. Which, sometimes those are nice, especially if it's something, but it's like, but I don't care. Or, like, hey, uh, they just added these new characters to the gotcha, and they're only going to be up for a week, and it takes too much gems for you to get even one pull, so good luck. It's like, I don't want Pokemon that. Pokemon Go is like that now, and I really hate that. Pokemon Go is like that. Pokemon Masters is like that. Like, I'm, I hate that, and I also hate, um, one of my Twitter accounts, I don't use that much. And I don't turn off notifications for, because it's all in the app. It's like, the whole app is all or nothing. I don't yeah. turn them off because I use yeah. my ma- primary one for anything that happens on stream. So people respond, I use Twitter the most, probably on my phone. And, like, I'm not someone yeah. that has a problem with, like, oh, it just stressed me out. But, like, my other account, I get, which is my personal account that's private... I'll get tweets you might like. This is happening right now, oh, and it's it. never anything important, but it doesn't tell you that until it's like, it'll just show something like a native advertisement. It'll be like, it'll be like, it'll say, I don't know, um, who's someone? Clouded Rage posted, uh, I really hate everybody who farts in elevators. And I'm like, why do, who is Clouded Rage? And I click on it, and it's just like, recommended tweet. I'm like, I don't, why? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, right. Like, like, why are you telling me this? I don't even follow on this account. That was actually, it's a kind of a bad one because that's the one I actually follow on my other one. But like, I don't follow them on the main account. But they'll still be like, oh, these two accounts are connected together. You're probably interested in this other person. No, that's why I'm on my private one. So it's just people I know. And yeah, yeah. I know this is very far off from the question that was asked, but like, I kind of miss when any of this stuff was not a job sometimes. And but then other times I'm like, I'm so thankful I don't work in an office. And I don't work at a school, and I don't work at a ph- pharmacy anymore, and I can, my day is mine. I can do whatever I want with it, which also means like that comes with a massive cut in pay, a massive cut in security, um, and just in general, like, I mean, I don't have health care. I had health care before my old job. Actually, my yeah. previous job as a teacher was the only job that ever offered me health care, but I had that. Like, I make big sacrifices to have more freedom, but then it just feels like everything's a job, so I don't know... <laughs> If I enjoy it more or less now as a job than before, but I will say, I always tell people, like, don't become a full-time content creator. Yeah, like, don't. you know, when, when someone, like, for me, everyone's like, oh, hey, you want to do this thing, you want to do this thing, and I'm like, okay, we can do this. This is, this is legitly what I'm doing with Ogaku. I don't mind doing it. But the thing is, if you're doing it, you have to think of something as an angle here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what what are you trying to to do? Because eventually, it's gonna clash. And if if nothing's on the same page, or you just, there's not enough effort put into it, it's just gonna die on fault. Mm-hmm. That's just sad. <laughs> the one thing is, I just miss someone telling me what to do. Sometimes, like, I just 
I don't want to think. Like I like I try and set all my stuff up the night before so I don't have to think in the morning because before when I was still in Japan doing this as a hobby, I'd have to think every day at work. What am I going to play tonight? What am I going to play tonight? It would like affect my other stuff. And now I need to make sure yeah. I make sure it's ready to go in the morning. But like I miss the I if someone just like today you're going to stream Mario. Okay. Tomorrow you're going to do that. That would be great. I miss that. I miss someone doing that and just tell me what to do. I miss that aspect of a job. I also hate organizing people. So like, uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I could go on and on and on about this. It's just, I, it has its pros and cons, but like people idolize doing full-time content creation. You burn out, you burn out, especially yeah. if you're like, well, I'm going to work. And then you realize like, oh, I can take any time off I want, but then you get the anxiety. I'm not on right now. Like I didn't stream yep. today and I'm not going to stream Friday. All I can think of that is missed time, missed potential uh uh income. That's all I that's all that goes through my mind, which is bad, but like since it's my job, I have to think cuz like if you take your time off at work, anything else, I still have the part-time job mentality. You take the time off, you're not getting paid. I never I only had paid holidays in one job. So I still have that thought because if you're not working, you're not getting paid. I only make money off Twitch. I don't make money off the podcast. I don't make money off YouTube. Uh just because of how stuff works, and I wouldn't want to actually do money for you, for for the podcast. I don't think I just want the. I would only ever do anything just to get the fees paid for this. But like, mm. when it's your primary source of income, it just becomes a stressor. So like, I again, I just say never don't don't want to don't idolize being a full time streamer, or full time content creator. Or at least ex- know what you're getting yourself. Yeah, yeah. Into. Also, get, <laughs> if, if it's something if you're like, I don't mind that type of stress. Or like some people, they make, you know, they're fine. They make a ton of money being part-time at that. Like, I know a lot of people who made more money being part-time content creators than being full-time. I mean, if it's, it works for you, but, like, then I notice a lot of people just take the time off a lot. Like, lately this month, I've seen a lot of people burn out um, or, like, starting to hit burnout because they either started to begin the pandemic, stuff like that, and this has become their entire job, entire life type of thing, Um and you just becomes tiresome for your hobby to become the thing that you loved before. Now you feel like it's a requirement or something you have to do. Yeah, I need to I need to stop myself from talking because I'll just keep rambling now. But yeah, I hope that answers that question. Um, I could probably even do an entire podcast with other people who do full time, part time, and just talk to them about it because that would be yeah. And it, and it's not even content create for games. It's I this is for anything. The the stuff stuff I do too. Because Ken's Cause technically like, content creator. Like Ken, like yeah. people see that think that and think mostly like streaming video, uh, you know, games. So like no, Ken does music like music podcast, music article like articles about music industry on a website. That's still content creation. Other people do it like working for things like uh, Polygon, even working for any type of blog, any type of website that's content creation a different way. It might be more freelance work as writing, but it's still content creation. So like, it just depends on, yeah, it's, it's a more multi-purpose. It's, for me, I always go directly to streaming videos, but it's more than that. Even podcast on its own is content creation. I always forget to bring this up and stuff too, like the podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that's part of something. (laughs) Like, I just, I think of it as an extension of what I do, but then I'm like, maybe I should probably be bringing up a lot more often. I just, since this is my thing where I relax, because you're the one that edits it, I don't think about it as much. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, but thank you guys for the questions. Yeah, thank you guys for the questions. Um, Yeah. You're a host and you do it. (laughs) 
Yeah. So where can we find you? You can Joe? find me on twitch.tv slash Cody Hunter Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for about five or six hours every day playing retro games that are usually jank, RPG horror, or somewhere in between. You can also find me on youtube.com slash Cody Hunter where I have uh, videos up. I have my Retro Source series with occasional random stuff I have up. I want to do more videos this month, but time gets away and seasonal affective disorder sucks. So it is what it is. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Cody Hunter as well. Everywhere is at that. Uh, where I ramble, I post emo selfies in the morning when I wake up and throw an eyeliner real quick for going live. And also on Space Hey at Cody Hunter, you guys should go on there and make an account because I'm trying to get verified on there. And where can people find you, Ken? Well, you can find me on my Japanese music streaming podcast called Ongaku to You. You can find it on all podcast streaming services and on social media websites such as Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the website where I talk about the Japanese music industry at ongakuryu.com. You can also follow me personally at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboko Herobo, and more Aina Aiba. And occasionally about my daughter, I guess. <laughs> it's so weird to think that you're a dad. It doesn't always click in my head. Yeah. She keeps on calling it Toto, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I guess Turtle. Turtle is really difficult. Tato, right yeah. Toto. And with kids, I mean, even English-speaking kids can't say Turtle. They say Toddle or something. I don't know. Toddle. 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 Yeah, but she she really loves that damn turtle, so I'm like, okay, I know what to buy you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening yeah. to this episode of Potosaurus. We'll see you later. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Hopefully with timber, if not frickin' timber.